All right, and welcome to another edition of Beckett Radio. I'm yours truly, Derek Fick, and alongside with me, as always, is Mr. Eric Norton. Eric, it's really early today, but let's talk some trading cards. But how are you doing, man? I'm well. How are you? Uh, like I said, it's early, yeah. uh, but this is going to kind of be a, a thing that we're going to be doing. Uh, instead of Wednesday afternoons, we're doing Thursday mornings uh, with our recording. So obviously, these things get posted Thursday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central Time. Check it out on on iTunes podcasting, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it's early. I, I, I dig it. I'm here anyways. I, I see mean, you're, like, you, you're drinking your coffee. Yeah. You're, you're waking me up juice. I got my yeah. water going. Yeah, well, so. you've, you've been up for a while. You're a morning person. I am a morning person. I'm yes. not. I'm not a night person. Uh, so this is hard for me right now. Have you always been a night person? Yes. I've never... I remember being a, a kid. I mean, I, I still am a kid, but a little kid uh-huh. in, in school, elementary, middle school, just never wanting to get up. And I mean, that's every little kid, you know, not wanting to go to school. But I literally did not want to get out of bed. I was just pissed off. My dad would have to take the bed. My dad's a big guy. I mean, not as big as me. I'm actually taller than him now, kind of bigger. But uh, when I was little, he would take the side of my bed, grab the two handles that usually a mattress has, and then shake it and then lift me off ah. so I would fall off. That's how That's how mad I would be. Uh, I would just stay in my bed. You know what the, the uh, lesson there was? What school is important? School is important, <laughs> and uh, yeah, take care of uh, school early because you know it's important. Oh kids. man, speaking of schooling early, I wish I, I learned this week the uh, the hard way that I should have went to college earlier. Really? Yeah. Um, what happened? Well, obviously, you know, I, I went. I chose the military route, which is fine. I got yeah. out and I started using my GI Bill. Yeah. But I was thirty when I started using it. Thirty-one. Okay. Yeah. And I was looking at my uh, my paperwork this week and. Turns out I was going to run out of, of GI Bill what? before my degree was finished. So I th- I thought it never runs out. Oh no, uh, the new GI Bill is called the post the post nine eleven GI Bill, the, okay. not hobby related at all. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the post nine eleven GI Bill, uh, you you have a certain amount of time, which is uh, congruent to the time your time in service. Okay. So so um, how long were you in the service? I was in the service for eight years. So okay. th- there, it, there's a, an equation that they figure out the days that yeah, you have. Yeah. Basically, I had twenty. 2,400 days in, in, to use uh, yeah. w- from the point I started school to finish my degree. Okay. So I was looking at it, and I had a year left of school, Uh-oh. and I only had 10 months and, and a few days left Uh-oh. of time. So I uh, had to call my student advisor and double up on my classes. Oh, man. <laughs> so That's going to be brutal. It is. I'm learning the hard way now. Yeah. That I, I should have started earlier in yeah. uh now I wouldn't have to be doing this in my mid thirties. Yeah, and a kid's on the way, so yeah. that's going to be even more fun. Right? Uh, yeah, man. I I've realized to to uh, to take care of business when you're younger, because my biggest thing is that you know I, I'm enjoying my twenty somethings right now, but I thought <laughs> <laughs> I, like as a kid I thought it would be cool to to be too cool for school and to go out party and do all this stuff. And not focus on books and 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 say, ah, oh, I can do that later when I'm older. Nah, you you knock that stuff out when you're younger, so you can enjoy yeah. the stuff when you're a little bit older. So I'm kind of learning the hard ways with the student loan bills and, and things like that. Uh, that man, I'm just I I was an idiot in in college and high school. Uh, I still am, but not as much. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no school, man. 
Stay in school. Stay in school, guys. Yeah, stay in school, kids. Uh, hopefully, kids are listening and hearing our struggles and mistakes through <laughs> life. No. <laughs> so let's get back to why people listen to the show, sure. and that's trading cards. Um, a lot of stuff is going on. Uh, so we have really a lot of news to talk about. We do. And uh, obviously, uh, we're going to have to talk about Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, because the, the infamous day... That was in 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 the movie Back to the Future was yesterday. Was yesterday, October twenty first, twenty fifteen. Nothing happened. Uh, actually, the Cubs lost, which yeah. makes it even worse. So uh, the the I would say better. Really? Yeah, yeah, I would say better. But go ahead, continue. Okay, with continue. That. Um, no, it it, it happened. Uh, we're all still here. Uh, Michael J. Fox did not come out of the woodworks and start uh, hoverboarding around. Mm. Uh, he did get some shoes from Nike, which was a cool video. If you haven't seen it, check it out on his Twitter. Um, they had custom shoes. I don't even know what the shoes are called. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, I got it right here. But uh, they're the going to... Air Mags, Nike Air Mags. Yeah. Uh, he tried them on and obviously looked like you know the kid from Back to the Future. So that was kind of cool. But anyways, th- there's a lot of stuff going on hobby-related with that movie, yes. which hopefully a lot of people out there are looking at. Yeah. Um, it involves a Comic-Con Pepsi, which is crazy. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, I want to talk to you because you're a hockey guy. Uh, Connor McDavid blowing it up, uh, obviously doing well. Uh, kid is is a stud. Scored his fourth goal last night. God, man. And, and the way he did it, just <laughs> he just deked out just everybody. Yes. It, it was just unbelievable. And he's like 18, right? Yeah, 18, 19, it, something yeah, like that. Just a kid. So we'll talk to him. Uh, we'll talk to you about uh, him because the whole, I don't know, the whole thing about hockey is young guns now. Yes. Um, you know, it's just like baseball. It's all about prospects. So, so these first-year guys, these second-year guys, some of them, you know, these are the cards to get for hockey. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, we got a Slamoween update. Man, killing it on social media over there, Eric. We're Jeez. having fun with Slamoween, guys. It's uh, if you haven't partaken in it yet, we have we got about a week left. Okay, so um, just follow us on Instagram, Beckett Media I, LLC. You know, if, if you guys are fans of of free stuff, I do not understand why you aren't following mm-hmm. Beckett Media on Instagram on really any social media platform, right? Because you guys, lit- I even told a friend of mine. Uh, the other day, we were out at dinner, and I was just on on Twitter and on Instagram, and um, scrolling through, and I saw like three different posts from Beckett Media, and it was like all these cards just given away, and they were like, "What you know? What is this stuff?" It's like, man, we just give away crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you if if you like free trading cards, I you would be stupid not to follow us because all you got to do is just repost it, share it, things like that. It it takes five seconds. You know, I had a. Not not Slamoween related, but uh, for the Monday night game okay. last week, yeah, I put up three cards to give away, and I mean you had to follow the rules to be entered. Mm-hmm. But one was a, a Giants printing plate, so if you picked the Giants, you got the printing plate, uh, all randomly based, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you picked the correct score, you got the second card, which was a Jordan Matthews patch auto. Nice. So, so first you needed to pick the. Correct winning team to yeah. be eligible. Yeah. Then you needed to pick the correct score f- to be eligible for both cards. Yeah. And then I had a third card because I was feeling generous. Oh. <laughs> there was an Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, autograph back there. Dang. Number two hundred. Hand number two hundred. Dang. And All right. um, basically, what you needed what you needed to do was predict the total amount of ca- of yards 
huh. in the game combined yards. Oh, like f- for both teams, right? Like total, total. Okay, so um, it wasn't that much. It either. was it was six seventy two. Yeah. yeah. So um, we had we had somebody uh, the the person who won it only won the one card because um, that's the part that he got right in mm. the random. His correct score was off, and he was nowhere close on the yards. We did, however, have a uh, an unhonest person uh. who. Edited his edited his entry really eight hours after <laughs> okay. the game. So um, I didn't know you could edit. Yeah, you can edit on Instagram now. Okay, yeah, I did not so know he that. edited his entry and to to the to the correct score to the winning team and to the exact number of yards. Yeah, and he was called out. So I yeah. called him out. And nice, nice try, kid. Now he's disqualified. Disqualified forever. From I've I've banned him for a month. Banned him. For, Whoa, man. Next time is next time's a lifetime ban. Okay, wow. Which man. is really sucky too because his name was Taco Murphy's and I love tacos. Taco. <laughs> yeah, tacos are good. Tacos uh, are speaking good. of tacos, the league, I I'm I'm trying to catch up on the league. I know this is not hobby related, <laughs> but uh if you haven't watched the league, it's so funny. Yes. It's all about fantasy football and I have realized that my group of friends, my core group of friends, we are the league characters. Oh, no. Uh, I have realized that I'm Pete uh, because I am just kind of all over the place. I don't really care what I say. Uh, I have fun. I date a lot of girls, and I get flack for it because all my other friends are either married or in a serious relationship. I like literally. I have a friend who's Taco, and he even admitted to us. He was like, "Yeah, guys, I'm I'm Taco." <laughs> like <laughs> I, I know. So it, it's really funny, but. Uh, anyways, yes, tacos. That's that's what brought that. Awesome. Up. All right, we're ten minutes in and we haven't really got Not, into. We anything. haven't spoken about one so thing. So <laughs> let's uh, before we lose every single listener, let's talk new products and pricing. Uh, new products this week. Uh, we we got some awesome uh, stuff coming out, which I wish I could pick up. But uh, we have Leaf Ultimate Draft Baseball coming out on the twenty third. So tomorrow. Topps Heritage 51 Collection Baseball, mm-hmm. which I'm a fan of. That's coming out next Wednesday. Also, the this is this is my oh, this is I wish I could buy a box of this, and I probably will because I just got paid. Panini Contenders Draft Basketball. I am so ready for this product. You're I'm a big that, contenders huh? guy. Okay. I almost bought a blaster box, which I really should have for like 20 bucks last weekend. You get two um, autos in that, don't you? On a blaster? One or two, one, something like yeah, that. Something. And I was like, who for 20 bucks, you know, I'm sitting there at a at a show, you know, have a little fun, but I didn't, so shame on me. But yeah, this contenders uh, draft uh, basketball product looks really cool. I'm really excited to see that. That comes out next Wednesday, supposedly. Panini Playbook Football and Upper Deck Buybacks Hockey. Mm. Um, that's coming out as well. As far as new pricing goes, we just got a couple. Uh, Panini Flawless Basketball and I think Gridiron Kings is about to be uh, completed. I think as far he's as almost pricing. done with that. Yeah. yeah. He, they had some trouble with the autographs, but. Okay. Um, that was just trying to figure them out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously a lot of great products coming out and some new pricing going to be ramped up here in the following week. So check them out on your Beckett OPGs or uh, your incoming magazines. Um, but let's just go right into news. All right. Let's how, do that. How about it? Um, wait, wait. We've got to announce our winner, don't we? 
Oh, we, we, yes, we do have to announce our winner. Would you like to announce I would. Are you going to give me a drum roll? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Hillbilly Harlot from Houston, Texas. <laughs> uh, Manda? What uh, Manda, yeah. Manda, yeah. So, uh, yes. Uh, Manda, congratulations. <laughs> Your email was great. I, yes. I do see some awesome email addresses out there, but yours, Hillbilly Harlot. 81. Uh, yeah, and w- we won't say yeah, which, which uh, one, but... but uh, yeah, just great, great email. As I um, s- <laughs> yeah, that that was good. As I said earlier, I, I hope that was the year she graduated and not the year. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, the year she was born, born and not the year she graduated. Yeah. Because was, the way yeah. that email read was, it, was pretty <laughs> it, funny. it could have been either or. Exactly. So congratulations, you have won the Ant-Man box, uh, courtesy of Upper Deck. Uh, great, great product. Yes. So hopefully you have fun with breaking that open. We'll send that out to you very, very soon. So, yeah, there's that. Thanks for all the entries. Uh, we had a lot of responses as far as really everyone was against having kids. Yes, at ACL. I didn't see one pro. Yeah, so I'm kind of glad there's not stupid people out there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so let's go into the news. Let's get a Slam A Ween update. Uh, what's going on with Slam A Ween? Slam A Ween, what's going on this week? We I'm doing a Legends Week for Slam A Ween. Um, okay. Just gave away a Hulk Hogan relic piece this morning. Earlier this week, we've given away uh, a Ken Shamrock auto. Nice. I am a contrarian, so I, I I went on the first day of Legends Week, which was Saturday. I gave away three Randy Orton cards because he is the legend killer. He is the yes. legend killer. So that's going strong. Today, I haven't uh, thrown it up yet, but you'll have plenty of time if you listen to this when this when it drops yeah. uh, at four, 4 o'clock today. I'm throwing up a Dan Severn auto. There you go. So it's... Uh, that's pretty cool. And then I'm going to end the week strong with um, a very nice Allen & Ginter Rowdy Piper. Okay. It's graded a 9.5. Nice. Got that back last week uh, from, from you guys over there. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday I have a Mick Foley relic piece. Okay. And then Sunday we're going to do a little uh, who's going to win match. Who's so, going to win match. Yeah. Uh, Hell in the Cell is Sunday. Really? Yes. Nice. So, so Lesnar... Okay. Versus the Undertaker, I got a card for each. Wow! So basically, what we want you to do is, is pick the winner, mm-hmm. and then that'll go. You'll go into a random. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to predict how many suplexes that <laughs> Taker takes, yeah, and you get that number correct, you'll get both cards. I'll so, take. I'll take the over under at ten. Ten. Yeah. I he gave Cena sixteen. Oh. Wow. I, but but Taker's a little older, so I don't know if he can take. I don't know if he can take ten. You know? Yeah, that's he that's might take hurt. five. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I'll be in St. Louis this weekend for for a card uh, show at the DoubleTree Hilton Westport. So hopefully I'll have some time to watch that because I love Hell in a Cell. Right. You know, as a, as a wrestling fan, not as much, but uh, today uh, nowadays, but you know, always watching Hell in the Cell matches, always fun. Uh, so whenever you have the t- Undertaker in, involved in that match is going to be a classic. Yes. Um, so yeah, check it out on Instagram and, and all over the place. It's on the website too. I it's, saw. Yeah, we have a a big uh, the giveaway this week was, uh, and I believe it ends tomorrow. Actually, is a Dennis Rodman autograph from okay. from Leaf Pop Century. But yeah. what Matt did was that with that was he he just wants you to comment on who was your favorite celebrity interac- interaction at, uh, at a wrestling event. Okay. Uh, Rodman obviously involved with a feud with yeah. Diamond Dallas Page and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and Carl uh, uh, Malone. And Carl Malone. Yes, um, and then Jay Leno later on. Yes, so, yes. Uh, that's what we got over there for you. We had we had some uh, nice entries with that. Nothing that's uh, 
been out of the ordinary yet. I think there's mm-hmm. a few that that haven't been mentioned that that probably should be. So if okay. You, so I'm saying if you if you maybe bring up David Arquette winning the WCW, WCW title, that's true. That might be a, a might good be one a good to go. One. Yeah. So definitely check it out online. Uh, get your entries in because this is free stuff coming at you hard, hardcore, hardcore. Um, let's go over to sports. So Upper Deck has been doing this great thing where you can vote on the Connor McDavid image that you want on the Young Guns card. Right. That's been going on since October 11th. Okay. Uh, it, it ended around then. The sneak preview of the card will be released today. So this is a big deal because there were three images and a lot of comments on this thing. Uh, so it's going to be pretty interesting to see. Uh, a little quote from Mr. Chris Carlin, a good friend of the show. Uh, We are excited to be able to bring fans into the creative process and give them the opportunity to make the final decision on such a significant card in the upcoming release of 2015-16 Upper Deck NHL Series 1. We are also encouraging fans to use the hashtag, hashtag CollectConnor, to share their votes and comments on their favorite image. Also, the Upper Deck company, they are producing a 25-card McDavid box set uh, for 20 bucks. So you get one oversized card and obviously, you know, uh, um, a chance of pulling one of 17 autographs in there. Uh, you can get the set around December 9th, so check that out. But Connor McDavid, he's, he's the new Sidney Crosby. He might be the new uh, Mario Lemieux, maybe a little Wayne Gretzky. Is that a little far-fetched, Eric? Or I, I do not think so, considering Mr. Gretzky himself said that he was the next Wayne Gretzky. Gotcha. So. Uh, I don't believe it's far fetched. Far fetched at all. Yeah, he uh, is definitely worth all the hype, as we've seen from his uh, autographs that were released in Leaf products. Yeah, you know they they hit it hard, yeah. and there's no reason to think that Upper Deck wasn't going to hit it hard either. So, yeah, uh, what they've done with with how they're releasing this and the hype that are, is being built behind Connor, mm. I, I do believe that it's uh, going to be worth it. With that being said. There are other names out there, like Eichel, yeah, uh, like Dylan up mm-hmm. in uh, in Detroit. Dylan McIntyre, just McIntyre is is a great story. Actually, he's a homegrown kid. He's from Michigan. Oh, he really? Went to school at Michigan, and he debuted on the roster for Detroit at nineteen, which was the, he was the first player to do that in years. Wow! So yeah, he's he's the real deal. Yeah, and uh, this this year's draft class looks looks to be very promising for collectors. Yeah. So definitely check that out if you are a big Connor McDavid fan. If you want to get on the bandwagon, then just go to Upper Deck and, and grab as much as you can uh, and, and see what happens. Uh, let's also talk quickly. I saw this story on SBNation.com, which is a pretty good website uh, if you're just bored and you want to read up on sports. It was really interesting because it talked about Fleer in the 90s. Uh, Jeff Massian, I hope I said that name right uh he was the vice president of marketing i mean he was with donruss for a very long time uh he he pretty much he is the reason why we have you know uh those awesome 90s inserts of basketball that are so hard to get now massey in in the story and this is this is kind of why i want to bring it up he called the trading card industry a ponzi scheme really a pyramid scheme because, and this is his quotes, I almost got stripped of my hide for saying this at a corporate meeting, but the trading card category during those boom years was very much like a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid game. It was all driven by potential future resale value, which is, I mean, true. Um, And he also goes on by saying, if I can sell a card I bought 
for one dollar to you for two bucks. That's okay if you can sell it to somebody else for four dollars. And it's okay for that person who paid four dollars because they can sell it for six dollars. But eventually the poor schmo at the end who paid ten dollars for this piece of cardboard looks around and he can't find anybody who will pay more just like with a chain letter. I would like to think that my puny contribution to the trading card category was the realization that if you took standard consumer packaged goods, marketing techniques, and applied it to a pyramid scam, you could make that pyramid a hell of a lot bigger and the scam would last a hell of a lot longer. I don't know about that. I, I don't, I mean, yes, kind of, but how could you compare that to a pyramid scheme? Because Ugh. it's not like we're hiding you know, the underlying thing. Everyone's in it to make money. Right. And you know that. With the pyramid scheme, a lot, of the higher ups obviously know I'm just bringing people in to make money for myself. I don't sure. care what they do as long as I get my fair piece. So, I mean, that is correct because it's like, I'm just going to sell this card to you, Eric. I don't care what you do with it as long as you give me that five bucks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, Yes, it's true, but I don't. I think he would. He went a little too far. He may have went a little too far, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because I mean, let let's take your average high dollar box. Mm -hmm. You know, pick one. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to name any, but you pick one. Yeah. Okay. And do you honestly think that you're going to get a return of more than what you spent on the box? Yeah. I mean. I don't. I don't. It, it, it's a gamble, and that's yeah. why I view this hobby more as a gambling aspect than yeah. a pyramid scheme. Because you're not guaranteed anything. Sure. You know what I mean. But with him, I think what he's saying is he's just saying, you know, take the Chris Bryant, you know, mm -hmm. uh, autograph. You know, you sell that for high dollar right now, and maybe three years down the line, he hurts his, you know, shoulder, and he turns into a Mark Pryor. Yeah. You know, I mean, Pryor was big when he first came out and he kind of fizzled out a, a better maybe a better comparison would be steven strasberg very who, true you know i mean he, he's like right now he's on the decline right but yeah no but that that can but definitely three be years ago yeah you know we just sold a card at beck beck at auctions of a card that i saw myself sell for close to nineteen thousand dollars yeah a super fraction. yeah just yeah. just sold at beck at auctions for mm. a third of that yeah so it's it's really interesting, but um, but what you know what this story is bringing out is the greatness of the '90s inserts. So, right. um, you know this uh, one of the guys that works with uh, Massian, uh, he was the creative director Jean McLeod or McLeod, something like that. I'm really bad at names. Sorry about that. Um, he was the creative director behind uh, Leaf Metal things like that. So McLeod said, we always had a line of cards called metal, but then we actually did them on metal one year and die cut the metal so it had rounded edges. And he just talks about how how much work it took to get the actual paint to stick on this metal, you yeah. know. Um, but obviously those cards, you know, like the 97-98 Kobe sold for 37000 a couple mm -hmm. years ago. Yep. Uh, and, and even some of the lower-end players still sell pretty well. If, if The green ones, the green parallels, if you, if you can get those, yeah, man, I, I saw Tim Duncan. I, I believe the Tim Duncan was a few years ago. But yeah. It was his rookie card on the green, and it was metal, and it was just unbelievable mm -hmm. the, the, the amount of money it went for. And the paint chipping away is a big problem. Yeah. That's what collectors, you know, are looking for now. That's why they're so rare and why they're so expensive. Yeah. Is because that paint chips off and it just kills the value. So mm -hmm. when they 
if you find one of those pristine, you know, even you know a nine five, you, 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 you pick it some, up. If yeah, you, keep. you got some good good uh, good cash right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the story is just kind of a. It feels like a little documentary of of that little snapshot in trading card history. Uh, because at the end, it just talks about how the industry, you know, just kind of um, blew out from under them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, because of overproduction. And now the industry is moving towards memorabilia driven. Sure. Uh, which is obvious by seeing just sneakers, you know, bat knobs, you know, just all that stuff. Game worn jerseys like with, you know, dirt, grass stains, stuff like that. So it's it's interesting to see, uh, you know, 20 years ago where the hobby was in artistic, you know, designs mm -hmm. and things like that driving the market to now it's all about autographs and, and memorabilia. When I think of the 90s, all the first thing that comes to mind are the basketball inserts. Yeah. And I think that would be fair to say across the board that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. And then finest base, like 93 finest baseball. Mm -hmm. So it was I was heavy I was heavy into it then. It was a, a great era era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during that, you know, time period mm -hmm. for collectors now the like you said, the bottom fell out of it because yeah. of overproduction and everything. But if you got one of those rare basketball inserts, man, you were set. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. So um, it was a great piece. I, I recommend everybody go check it out. Yeah, um, what I'll do is I'll retweet it on the Beckett Radio page, and um, you know, so people can check it out if they want because it, it's a good read. It's a little long read, but yeah. if you have some time today or you know, some time during the weekend to check it out. And well, let's I, be honest, Cubs fans, do. you have nothing else to do today. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ouch, 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 ouch. So let's talk about the Black Lotus. Uh, we, oh yeah, we have wow. a Black Lotus in the Beckett auctions right now. Yes, uh, and it has exceeded thirty thousand dollars. It's gonna sell. It is going to sell. Uh, that's some. That's a nice chunk of change. It's. Have you have you seen it in person? I've seen many Black Lotuses in person. Uh, I don't know if I've seen this one though. It's beautiful. Yeah. The uh, the price tag on it was warranted, and I'm not surprised that it that it reached it. Yeah. Um. I, I I know very little about that early magic stuff, mm -hmm. very little at all. But I know that card. Yeah. You know, and I I can't say that I'm surprised that it, that it, that it topped thirty thousand. I'm not shocked. Yeah. But I'm still like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. I with magic, I you know dealing with grading, I've seen a lot mm -hmm. now, and I've talked to the guys who are extreme, you know, magic collectors and resellers, things like that. And the market for that is insane. Sure. And I think it can rival the sports trading card market. It, I think it does on, on, on many levels, actually. Yeah. For instance, the the Beckett auction this month, 85% of it is, is magic stuff. Yeah. You know? So, I, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a big deal. And I think the reason why not a lot of people pay attention to it, because they just don't understand it. Right, it's is, the nerd stuff. Yeah, which, I mean, it's totally justified because it is confusing. Right. You know, but if you know what you're doing, man, you can make a good, good penny in it. I, I got into, I didn't get into it, like, heavy into it, but when Magic Origins came out this, this year, I, I was like, well, I want to check it out. So mm -hmm. I, I bought some. I didn't get anything huge out of it or anything, but it it is confusing. Yeah. And um but there again you've had people that have been playing it since the early 90s that it's not confusing to them and they understand it a, you know a great deal. Yeah. But it's it's confusing but it's just a whole different aspect of collecting cuz it's that collecting game playing yeah. interface it, it kind of interchanges and uh -huh. you know, what do you do with it? It's just really complex. Yeah, it really um, is. But if you're involved in it and you like it, man, great. That's awesome. 
You know what Twitch feeds are? Sounds familiar. Twitch, yeah, Matt talks about them a lot. Uh, basically, Twitch feeds, they, they use, it's a platform that Magic the Gathering tournaments are put out into the world on. Really? And the amount of people just to go and watch people play a card game is crazy. Really? Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, a Madden, a Madden yeah. contest or something like that, you know, but... You know, I don't like. I don't quite understand it all, but I I know that that card is w- well worth the thirty thousand. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. it's going to sell for. So yeah, yeah. No, definitely check it out. I think there's only a few more days left yeah. in this auction. Should be ending. Yeah, really, uh, this yeah. Sunday, yeah. I think. So definitely check it out. Auctions com. If you're into Magic, if not, there's still stuff for the sports collector out there. I right. Was, I was looking at it today. Tons of Mickey Mantle stuff. Uh, some reasonably priced items as well. You know, obviously there's higher end stuff in there, but you know, if you're looking to buy some nice cards for you know thirty bucks, you know, graded or, or some sets, you know, sure, fifties baseball things like that, you can find some really good items in there for a good price. Uh, so check it out, auctions.becca.com. Uh, you also brought up a story uh, that you wanted to talk about, correct? Yeah, it was just um, well, yesterday was Back to the Future Day. Of course, it wasn't May the Fourth Day. No. But I still wanted to slap everybody. It was very <laughs> annoying. Yep. But um, basically, this is the the Pepsi Perfect product from Back to the Future Two. Okay. Um, it was a a limited release uh, released yesterday, mm-hmm. but they had a, like a pre release at the New York City Comic Con that they were passing it out to people who were cosplaying Marty McFly. Yeah, which was cool. But now these things are on the market already. Twenty dollars and fifteen cents would get you a bottle. Yeah. The Resale is absolutely amazing on eBay. Three seventy five, four twenty, three fifty five, three seventy one, three hundred. It's three fifty three. It's wow. ridiculous for a bottle of Pepsi. Yeah, I mean, it's just it goes with what we were saying earlier that you know, Back to the Future is one of the big mm-hmm. cult classics. I mean, but it is a cinematic classic. It's not you know an underground thing. Like it's it's huge as we all noticed on social media yesterday, yesterday. all day, <laughs> uh, which is totally justified because, you know, kids in the 80s that grew up back then, they were absolutely enamored by, you know, Michael J. Fox and his shoes. And, I mean, you know, people are going crazy for those shoes now. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Those are selling like... Six, yeah. six, 6K or so. So, uh, but it, it's a it's a bottle of soda. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Which is the same thing you can say about cardboard. It's a piece of cardboard. Yeah, I, yeah that's <laughs> but, true. It, so that's what's just funny about it. You it's know crazy. I mean? The things people collect are um, just mind-boggling sometimes. I mean, you yeah. could do worse than a bottle of soda. You could. You, you could you, do a lot worse. Yeah, you could. Hey, Brian Fleischer, how you doing, sir? All hey, right. Hey, Brian, <laughs> great job on the hot list. You, you uh, declined to be interviewed on the baseball side of things today, so you're getting called out on Becker Radio yes, right now. That's okay. Um, it's okay, though. I think um, he's a Cubs fan. Yeah, he's a, he's a fan of every everyone. everyone. As long as they're in the lead. Exactly, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, no, this this Pepsi thing, I would love to buy it and then drink it. You would drink it? I would drink it. You're why, dumb. Why not? <laughs> You're dumb. Because, obviously, there's a collective market for it. and and That is true. Um, my, I, I, why not? Why my sister think? has a pl- – I mean, she's not the only one, but she has a plethora mm-hmm. of – of Coke memorabilia. Coke, okay. And, and Coke memorabilia is is its own hobby. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. She has a room that is like dedicated just Coca-Cola. to Coca-Cola. Yeah. I've I've for do you know how hard it is for me to buy stuff for her for Christmas or birthdays or stuff? She that, already has it. That she doesn't already have. <laughs> I a few years ago I had to like track down some 
Japanese Coca-Cola thing that, really? that was a, released only there because she I, I literally had nothing else to give her. Wow. So it's, you know, like we just said, collectors will collect weird stuff. You would drink this stuff, you know. Uh, it's Pepsi, so I'm st- I'm shying away from it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pepsi. I'm a Pepsi guy. Oh, well, you're you're I'm from weird. San Francisco, yeah, so. yeah, exactly. No, yeah, but the resale value on that stuff is just absolutely it's insane. Crazy. Yeah. So if you, somehow you have a bottle of that stuff, sell it right now. Right now, just because I think the market's gonna drop. I for, totally agree. You know what I mean? It, it's not it's not gonna be something to where it's gonna hold its value for 10, 20 right. years. It's just kind of like, oh my god, that's so awesome. It's around. Right you now, know, it's, the it's a Back to the Future Day. Like, it's, yeah, it's the Trinity you know thing I mean? right now. Yeah, so, uh, so definitely uh, check that out on eBay and secondary markets. But uh, yeah, some pretty interesting stuff right there. Yeah. All right, well, let's kind of round things out. We're, we're pretty much done for the day. Uh, we didn't have an interview guest this week, um, so that's unfortunate. But you can check out last week we had Panini's Tracy Hackler on. Talked a lot about uh, products that are coming out for Panini, uh, some interesting things that uh, Mr. Ryan Cracknell. Ryan uh, did uh, some great stuff. He sent me some questions to ask Tracy. And these questions were probably the best questions I've ever had on this show since this show's inception. Like, these questions I wish I came up with. (laughs) But that's why I'm not as badass as Ryan Cracknell is. Uh, So shout out to Ryan for hooking me up with those questions. They were great. Um, And I also sprinkled my lame questions in there, too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we have have some news. It has come to my attention. Well, not my attention. my i've i brought this up to myself and brought it up to you but it looks like we are going to change the format of this show we obviously do it once a week every thursday at 4 p.m central time is when these episodes get released uh automatically downloaded so you don't have to you know search and find it but it is on becca.com slash radio but to me every show that i want to do is i want it to be jam-packed with interview guests not just one i want two maybe three I want it to go at least an hour. You know, I want to bring in, you know, experts from Beckett Media and, and all over the place to talk about sports specific stuff, uh, you know, eBay stuff, auction stuff, you know, a, a lot of stuff. But some weeks it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Like this week. It, it's it nothing wrong with what we talked about today. It was a great show and I hope no one takes away from this show that it's it's a lame show, but I want it to be more. You know what I mean? Um, so what we're talking about is kind of redoing the show. What we're going to do is on the first and third Thursday of every month, we will come out with a brand new episode of Beckett Radio. That's going to involve two weeks of content. So that'll give us an extra week of stuff to uh, look into, to research, to talk about, to give you even more expert analysis and coverage on it instead of a week-by-week basis. Right. You know? So I think that this will, is the worst show yeah, ever. No, <laughs> no it, you know, and, and I bet a lot of people are going to be like, man, this sucks. But yeah. no, we're just going to try it out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we'll go back to doing the once a week thing. Yeah. But I think this is going to work. I be- think so, too. You know, because it'll give us more time to talk about more things at once. Right. Uh, I know that's not what a lot of people want to hear because they probably have a little ritual of, you know, every Thursday or Friday they're driving to work or coming home from work, you know, pop the, the podcast on. So uh, with that said, I do apologize because that kind of sucks. I'll be honest with you. That that routine will be altered in a way, uh, but it'll be easier for all parties involved in the long run. Maybe they can just 
listened to last week's show and called a best of. There you and go. Then yeah, happy. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're gonna change it up here very soon. So uh, next week we won't have a show. Uh, so that means the first week of uh, November, yes. which will be a warm up preview show for the Toronto Fall Expo. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of we're gonna have a lot of people on to talk about just previewing that show because it is the Canadian National Convention, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went in the spring this earlier this year. It was insane. So I can't wait to talk really to to a lot of people. Uh, I mean, both Stephen LaRoche and uh, Ryan Cracknell are in Canada, so I hope they're going to be there. So I'm going to try and get both them on, maybe get Upper Deck on because they're going to be there, you know, talk about Young Guns, things like that. But long story short, we're going to have an episode on the first of the month and then the third week of every month. All right. All right. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. And we're going to, like I said, try and ramp up Twitter because we're not going to be as involved on shows and things like that. Uh, so Eric is going to be um, doing uh, tweeting like a beast, um, you know, as, as best as he can. Tweet like a beast. Tweet like a beast. So uh, with all that said, I just want to say thank you guys for listening to Becker Radio. It's almost been two years this show is almost two years old. That's crazy. To think where it started to where it is now. Uh, the people that, that we've talked to, uh, the stuff that we discussed, argued sometimes. Um, it's It's been fun, man. I've been here for a year. It's true. I thoroughly enjoy this. this yeah. Is, this is probably the highlight of my week. You and know, and it's funny because we get absolutely no money for this. No. And, you know, sometimes we get a little flack for it. We get a lot of flack uh, for it sometimes. Just because it doesn't make money. Right. And obviously we're here at jobs that do make money and we're not doing them right now. Right. <laughs> but my biggest thing, and when I hear this flack from people who I'm not going to name, I say this is for the good of the hobby. If this show goes away, then you will have a lot of people wondering what the hell happened to it. And if you say it's not going to make money, that's a bad answer. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's that you can't do that. In man. the world of business, everything is about money. But exactly. This is something that and you have I, to separate that exactly. And I totally respect that. As you know, trying to get involved more in a business side of things, growing up, I realize that. And so when they say that, I say, I totally understand. So, you know, long story short, if the show goes away, which it it won't, I'm not saying that, but if it does, it's because of money. And that's fine. I'm not going to, you know, get, you know, pissed off. I will be upset, but this show's got to stay around, man. You know what I mean? I don't know. I I totally agree with you. So that's why we're kind of redoing this so we can be more involved, uh, indirectly instead of just being on the show each week so we'll be on twitter more we'll be doing stuff around shows more so you'll see us out and about Um, but yeah long story short like i said every first and third week of the month we will have a show instead of every week so just you know um just i hope you guys know (laughs) i hope everyone i hope every single listener listens to this part because then they'll be like what the hell's going on right i don't want to explain myself you know what i mean I'm done. You're done? I'm done. Your, your rant's over? My rant's over. It was a long one, but... Cue the Drake. <laughs> cue, cue the Drake. Charged up, bouncing right now, like uh, like I say, 
for the past couple weeks. But yeah, so we'll be back in two weeks to preview the Toronto Fall Expo. Like we said a little bit earlier, it's going to be a lot of fun with the Upper Deck Young Guns coming out. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really, really busy there. I believe so. Yeah. So we'll have some fun. Eric, like always, it's it's always fun to have you on, so we appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Like I said, I'm Derek. I'm Eric. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Thank you.